The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. And it's our first show of March, so welcome to it. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. In the next hour, it's going to be packed. We're going to dig in deep on the markets, going to talk about Generation X and the retirement challenges that they face. Ask Annex is on the way and a bunch more. In fact, uh, some news about a brand-new webinar that's coming up really, really quick, and it's about taxes. So I think some of us are definitely going to want to know about that. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Thanks, Danny. And uh, hello, folks. You know, lots, lots to unwrap here today. You know, we certainly have to talk about Russia and Ukraine. You know, we saw that Russia seized control of the largest nuclear power plant, uh, and everyone's thoughts went to Chernobyl right away. But uh, obviously, that's a problem. We'll have to see how Russia advances onto Kiev and what happens from there. But there's certainly a lot of pain that is uh, going to be in the future uh, for folks in Ukraine and therefore the rest of the economic world because pressure that's going to be put on Moscow is certainly going to have uh, lasting effects in the supply chains amongst everything else, Derek. Yeah, I think that's the big point. And you know, we've been concerned about supply chain outages for, for some time in terms of triggering inflation that many thought would be transitory. And we know that Russia is a key cog in the supply chain for things like oil, nickel, palladium, and neon, which is used in semiconductors. And so you'd think we had a semiconductor issue before. It, it could get worse. And as you said, you know, so much of the EV world uh, certainly relies on a lot of those commodities. And just as wheat alone in Europe, uh, there are a huge producer over there. So inflation is likely to get worse. We saw a jobs report Friday morning that was better than expected, 3.8% unemployment rate here in the United States. So you look around and say, what's investable? And you have to think, despite what's happening around the world, there are still opportunities here in the United States. Yeah, and I think the key thing is pricing power. We saw Kroger report a surprise. Well, they were able to pass along higher prices to their consumers. Uh, you know, companies in the semiconductor space. They have pricing power. Uh, some Walt Disney has pricing power. Energy. Energy oh, as yeah, well. Right. So, you know, there are pockets. So it's it's still a kind of a healthy rotational market in a sense. I mean, it's hard to say something's healthy when it's down 15% from its highs. But the mere fact that other sectors are actually going up when some of the more over-owned sectors are going down doesn't necessarily mean we're in a bear market. And so if you're listening, you go, boy, what do I do with my portfolio? If you're running it on your own, there's certainly a lot of moving parts uh, that you have to look at. And of course, nobody knows really how this is going to play out over in Russia. And hopefully it doesn't get worse, but that was certainly was uh, some of the things we heard last week. If that happens, there's going to be more disruption and more volatility. And I think you go back to what Derek just pointed out, what companies can succeed, what sectors can succeed uh, in this environment. And then we have to turn our eyes to inflation because the Federal Reserve most likely is going to raise rates here in the middle of March. Right. But I want to, I want to make the point very clearly. Right now, our base case is we are not going to enter a recession. Of course, that could change if the price of oil to go to $200 and, and 
and disturb uh, people's consumption patterns and the rest. But as we see it right now, the fundamentals for corporate America remain sound. Uh, interest rates still remain very low. There's a lot of liquidity on the sidelines, and it's just sentiment that has gotten extremely negative. The fear and greed index that I, I like to talk about a lot is at 17. That's a very low level, the lowest level we've had since March of 2020. Is that shocking? You, know, you said there's not a chance of recession, but I will tell you, I went to breakfast this morning with my son, and he ordered a pancake. You know what else was flat as a pancake? The GDP report. Atlanta Fed had us at a zero, flat zero, my friend. Well, I said our base case. I didn't say there was no chance. Right. We think there's a much higher likelihood we don't have a recession than that we do, and that can always change, subject to the facts. And when the facts change, we'll change our minds. And so you look at some the term that we haven't really used in decades, and that is called stagflation. Most of you might remember that term, stagnant economy, while having inflation, and that certainly looks like that's in our future. Yeah, that's back when you were wearing a leisure suit. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like the one you have on now with those pleated <laughs> pants, fella. But uh, stagflation is something where you have a stagnant economy and inflation. Inflation certainly is hideous. You know, high sevens, maybe even in eights. And where it goes from here is really the question, Danny, and that is the reason why all of this discontent that people have, they really should go through this process that we talk about on a weekly basis. It's called Wealth Metric. It's all of our insight, all of our technology, all of our brain power, because we're built on a team concept. And we're all working together. Investment team, retirement planning team, tax planning team, estate planning team, pulling together as one team. We say it often, one team, one plan, and one fee. Head to our website. You can do it on a weekend. It's AnnexWealth.com. All you got to do is click that Get Started button. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. Investment and retirement planning is personal. The Annex Wealth Management way is to meet you where you're at. That's the best place to start. Seasoned investor, careful saver, or do-it-yourself for tidying up loose ends? If you're ready for comprehensive wealth management from the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex, so are we. Maybe you're stuck and not sure what to do next. It's time for Wealth Metric with a deep dive on investment, retirement, and tax planning. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. Start today at AnnexWealth.com. We're back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Listen, on Tuesday, we get a webinar. Uh, it's called Focus Series on Taxes. 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, giving a dual time zone because we know we've got people listening in different time zones online. But again, that's Tuesday. It's the Focus Series Taxes. Women in Wealth Investigating Bonds happens in April, in early April. Details on everything that we've got going on at AnnexWealth.com slash events. Derek Felsky in our studio. He is Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. I know we spend a lot of time talking about the Federal Reserve, and why we do that is because it hits people right in their pockets. Obviously, higher interest rates, you certainly feel that, but that is a tool that they have, raising interest rates, to try to combat inflation. Inflation is something that we haven't seen like this in really 40 years and likely to get worse, folks. I hate to say it. So that really means when you go to the grocery store, fill up your gas tank, you're going to pay more. So the Fed has a very difficult job, and we heard from Powell this week. Right. He essentially acknowledged that he's going to support raising the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points in their uh, March meeting, which is just about a week and a half away. Interestingly enough, during the week, the yield on the 10-year bond, though, went from 198 to 173. So while the Fed is raising rates, the bond market is lowering rates, and that's frankly, more important than what the Fed fund rate right. is. And again, we've covered this, but again, we, uh, we're going to have a little uh, economics primer here. The Fed controls the short 
end of the yield curve, the shorter term notes. The market generally controls the longer term. The market is going down while the interest rate by the Fed is going up. And what happens is you have what's called a flattening of the yield curve, right? So the shorter term rates and the longer term rates are generally in the same ballpark. What we don't want, and the Fed is acutely aware of this, is for them to invert the curve, which means the shorter term is higher than the longer term. And by the way, that is starting to happen. It's starting to flatten out. And the economics and the bond guys, I always say, are pretty smart. They certainly are. And, you know, again, part of our base case is that while some people are looking for as many as nine rate hikes in consecutive meetings, we don't believe we're going to see that. We're going to we think it'll be a much more moderate approach on the part of the Fed, because, as you mentioned, Dave, they do not want to invert the yield curve. And if we're at 173, it would only take seven hikes to do it, right. assuming bond rates stay at the same so, level. So we probably won't see that. And the Fed has uses a term that's called data Dependent. In other words, what is the facts that are in front of them? And they try to go forward looking from that point. But, you know, what is neutrality if their rate's 2.5%? Maybe it goes higher. Why do I tell you all of these things? Is because in the long term, where are you going to be? Right now, we are 11% off our all-time high. So we are in correction territory. In the nearly 40 years that we've been doing this, Derek, uh, that has generally been an opportunity. It, it certainly has, particularly if it's accompanied by some sort of ge- geopolitical crisis, which tends to go away over time, and the market tends to discount it uh, well ahead of the end of the, the uh, in this case, the invasion. And so let's just do one more final thing, and we'll get off this topic, Danny. So I see you kind of your eyes are rolling back in your head. But I like when you do the teaching. <laughs> All right. It's fine with me. Okay, so the Fed has, you know, they have what's called a balance sheet. They went out and bought a bunch of bonds. And so they're likely going to try to reduce their balance sheet by letting these bonds just mature. Their balance sheet, nearly $9 trillion, highest it's ever been, will likely reduce as they let these bonds mature. Right. And then essentially the money that they receive will go to the treasury. So essentially money isn't taken out of the system. It is just they are less accommodative than they had been previously. We just had a 6.5% fourth quarter GDP with a lot of inventory rebuilding, which is part of the reason why the Atlanta Fed is flat for Q1. But we do expect inventories to be rebuilt going into Q2 as more and more people get out, as Omicron uh, protocols are relaxed and so on. And so as the mask mandates go away, people start moving around again. And there's certainly a lot of people who want to do that. They want to get out. They want to spend. And that's the reason why you're going to see airports that are going to be jammed. They really are, you know, especially coming up as spring break is right in front of us. You're going to see these planes just jammed. Dave, do you think that if the Ukraine thing wasn't happening, the economy really would be kind of they, in, they'd be in a launch mode? Yeah, there's no question, because all of this pent-up demand would be unleashed. How about that? Know the difference, folks. One team, one plan, one fee. Can we do it for you like we have for so many others? Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning. Most important part, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We'd love to do it this year for you. We'd love to do it next year. We'd like to do that all the way through your retirement, no matter what stage you're on. If we can help, it's AnnexWealth.com. We are going to be right back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. 
We're back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This, ladies and gentlemen, is our 118th show on 92.5 Fox News. But we've only been in this time slot for two months. So for many of you, we might be brand new. This show will be on the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel at 1 o'clock this afternoon. And by the way, the 300 of you that downloaded the show in February just want to say thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate nice, that. Yeah. Nice. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer in the studio, and Dave Spano is our President and CEO. Thanks, Danny. You know, there's we talk about all of this discontent around the world. You certainly don't see it driving down 41 uh, in the traffic that is there or trying to get a dinner reservation in any one of the great restaurants that are here. But there's certainly, uh, this is an oasis here too down in southwest Florida. But Gas prices, you can see them. You go down to the gas station, you can see that they're higher prices here. Grocery stores, if you go over to Publix, you're going to see it there as well. And imagine in low-income areas, they're really hit hard with this because it takes a bigger chunk of their paycheck, Derek. Oh, absolutely true. The combination of inflation, higher gas prices and the like, I mean, it does change driving habits to some degree. And you can think of it really as a tax. Yep. But the Biden administration obviously is very aware of this. Uh, they're doing what they can to try to lessen the impact of higher energy prices. There are some measures that could be taken in the, in the coming days to potentially increase supply. There's a potential for a deal with Iran, for example, that could release millions of barrels on the market. So, again, oil prices are very hard to predict. But generally speaking, the trend in prices, unfortunately, right now is up. I like your political neutrality in that, uh, but we certainly have to do that, folks. We have to look at this with the economics in front of us. What is the true picture and try not to get caught up in the politics of it? And so that's one of the things that we do is we go through and say, how does this work for you? And Derek, we'll see, for example, how the Federal Reserve does and do they become apolitical as well? Because their decision could have effect in politics. Yeah, I've thought for the longest time that just like we have a Federal Reserve, we should almost have a, a body that governs energy policy so we don't flip-flop from one policy to the next by every administration. You know, we're not pro-oil or against oil. We're about a long-term strategy. Well, there is a thing called FERC, F-E-R-C, that's supposed to do that, but uh, now we're getting into politics, Danny. <laughs> that's right. Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer, not even 20 minutes into the show, and we have dug in deep. whole lot more to come. Women tend to start planning late. Why and what can be done about it? Generation X and the retirement challenges, that's on the way. So is Ask Annex talking about 401ks versus HSAs, in-service 401k rollovers, common 401 mistakes. We're going to talk about that and questions from clients. There's a whole lot more to come right here on Money Talk. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference? Team segment, Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA, Director of Client Learning and Development at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. You want the good news or the bad news? Oh, the good news, please. Oh, thank you. Okay, here's the good news. Women outlive their male counterparts by six to eight years. Now, I don't know if my husband would think yeah. that's good news. Well, I know, and I'm a guy <laughs> delivering that news. The bad news is, is that women tend to wind up as the caregivers for ailing parents or significant others. Not to mention children, too. Right. With that in mind, it's not a surprise that the 2019 trust 
Senate State's Women in Wealth survey found women aren't starting their planning nearly early enough. I'm preaching to the choir. Right. No, the, uh, you absolutely are. That's very true. You never know when an incident will hit. But unfortunately, the survey showed that over 50 percent of women wait until something happens, death, divorce, disability, something major in their lives, where they take a look and say, oh, my gosh, I better engage help. I mean, more good news on the women front, though, is women as a whole tend to be more comfortable initially asking for help. Mm. It's just they're not asking and planning early enough right now, statistically. They're waiting until there's emotional turmoil going on. And it's very difficult to do the kind of decisioning that is really needed for long-term financial planning when you're in that, going through that emotional turmoil. Is this a version of when a guy won't stop and ask for directions? Yes, right? that's it, good. It, that's it kind true. Of is. How about this? Is this stat true? 80% of women die single, and that could mean widowed, yeah. meaning they're left to foot their own medical and... Long-term care, especially if long-term care has been depleted, maybe for caring, caring for a spouse. You know, what's really unfortunate is the average age of widowhood still stands in the late 50s, like 58, 59 years old. And that's so young. But, you know, that statistic, when you think about it, pretty daunting, you know, because at that point, you're already going to be, if you stay single, down a Social Security check. I mean, think about it. You and I are married. We both have our working. By the time we have that retirement together, we've got double the Social Security income at least coming in. So there definitely needs to be contingency planning that happens kind of to get women prepared for this outlivingness way before they're 50 years old. Now, if you're listening out there and like me, you say, whoops, I missed that target. What mm-hmm. do I do? It's never too late to start. Um, this is why we give the Women in Wealth workshops that we do, Danny, and why Annex has such a, a long term good relationship with education in general, particularly of women. The topic is women that aren't starting their financial planning, retirement planning nearly early enough. And I've got to ask WWDP, which is, <laughs> what would Deanne Phillips do? What do you suggest? Sure. So I have some suggestions first off. We need to have access to that emergency fund, putting that money away that we can tap into at any time. Women as a whole, we like cash as a whole, but we need to be good custodians of that cash and put it to work smartly. So there are resources that can keep the money liquid, but... Um, Uh, continue to have you safe. So that emergency fund. Know your credit also. Know the credit of your spouse too. Very important. That will guide, you know, if there is something that changes your status in the future, your accessibility to housing, to utilities, all that. You got to keep, know your credit score, keep it good. There are ways to improve it. So a spouse's 820 credit score is not the other spouse's, huh? It's not necessarily so, no. So you need to check them both. Um, Have a centralized location for your very important papers. So, you know, we here at Annex have something that we call what my family needs to know or grab and go binder. Mm -hmm. That's electronic, writable PDF where people can and put in things like, if you and I are married again, Danny, go mm-hmm. back to this, and you pay all the bills online, let's see. This would be my chance to be able to capture what's the URL you go to, how much do you pay, how does this work, right? What's your password, right? What's your username when you log in? These are really important things, but a lot of times one spouse takes care of the budgeting, the other might take care of the investments, and this is just a chance before tragedy or before a life-changing thing to coordinate those efforts. And it's not too late, right? If somebody oh, no. needs to reach out to your financial planner, uh, establish a relationship with a good fiduciary, 
for sure, like Annex Wealth Management, right. and get that stuff in place and in order because it's super duper important. That's really important. So we're not going to um, sit there and say, wow, there's somebody who's fearful in front of us. Let's sell them a product against that. The, it, it, we as a fiduciary are not going to push a product. We're going to do comprehensive financial planning for you and partner with you in your success and make sure that your ducks are in a row for things. Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA, and Director of Client Learning and Development at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. It's Sunday the 6th. Quick break. We're going to be right back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. We can review, know the difference minutes, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. Just search Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and right at the top, I'm going to go on record as being an official baby boomer. On one side of the boomers is the silent generation, preceded by the greatest generation, but on the other side is Generation X, which for the oldest members of Generation X are now about 10 years out from traditional retirement. So I'm joined by Keith Butler, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Keith, you a boomer or an Xer? Are you saying I don't look like a millennial? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, on the very young end of uh, the baby boom. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. There's new research report focusing specifically on Gen X, their financial situation, how they plan, how ready are they for retirement. The headline is they've got some catching up to do. Have you seen the same thing? I have, Danny. And, you know, uh, while I don't pass myself off as an expert on generations, I have done some studying on this topic because it became of great interest to us uh, back when I was in a private practice of law. And I think we need to take a step back and say, why? You know, before we start analyzing this, is why are generations different? Why do baby boomers happen to have a certain ways about them? Generation Xers, a little bit different, the silent before then. And if you look back, it really comes down to how you're raised, the effects of the world around you. For example, greatest generation grew up during the, the Depression. Yep. When I was a little kid, you know, my father grew up in great poverty in Missouri. I, it was drilled into me to this day about not wasting. It bothers me to throw away food. You just didn't waste. So these are things that are ingrained in kids, and they're often based on the experiences that they have. Now, we as boomers, most of our parents in the baby boom were the greatest generation. And most of the parents of Generation Xers were the silent generation. Now, there was a, a shift because when you and I were, were little kids, Danny, and in my neighborhood, it's all of the mothers were at home. None of them were. But when we went out to play, we just went out to play. There were, there were no play dates. You know, we were just seven, eight, nine years old. We're running around the neighborhood with our friends. When it's lunchtime, they call us. And come and, in by the time the street lights come on. And exactly right. That affects your perception of the world. Now, one of the things that we found is that the silent generation, much more so than the greatest generation, got divorced. You have a lot of kids that are millennials, much more so than, than baby boomers, that grew up in a household where they may become what we call latchkey kids. You know, when they were in what is now middle school, was in junior high school, perhaps. As a result of that, what we found is that they have a little bit less trust 
in the future. How that manifested itself when we were looking at this at the law firm is we couldn't quite figure out why the compensation structure was that, you know, you get a salary and then a bonus based on your own productivity and how the firm does and so on and so forth. They didn't like that. They didn't like bonuses. They wanted the money now because they didn't trust the future. They did not trust that bonuses would be there. And it was just kind of contrary to how we expect. We couldn't figure that out. And when we look at how Generation Xers are preparing for retirement, a lot of times you'll hear them say, Social Security, well, if it's there, that they, they don't really have that sort of faith and trust in the future. And that's something I think is, is based a bit on, on the upbringing. Are they behind the eight ball? I mo- most of the data that I've seen says they, they are. A little bit, yeah, they are. It, it, it's probably not too late. They shouldn't dally around too much. I think this is the time to get your financial future in order and to start with a financial plan, even if you are on the younger end of Generation X and you think, well, I got a lot of years, you know, 10, 15, 20 years before I, I'm going to be retiring. You want to plan for that now because you don't want to have to catch up at the very end. Well, the oldest members of Generation X are roughly 55, 56, right? So they're yeah. in that zone. They're yep. probably making pretty good money, but yep. they've got other financial obligations. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the retirement runways in sight, but it's it's looming in the distance. It is. It is absolutely there, and it gets there faster than you'd ever believe. It happens quick. It does. We're with Keith Butler, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Another really surprising thing that I saw is Gen X reports the lowest level of interaction with financial professionals, mm-hmm. only 27%. Yeah, that's really surprising. And again, as you point out, this is the time when they really should be starting to get their ducks in a row as we prepare for retirement. What are the things that they can be or at least should be thinking about with roughly 10 years before retirement? I think it's setting goals, figuring out what is important to you. One other societal shift has been baby boomers are more into spending money on things. And when you get to Generation X and certainly millennials, millennials for sure, spending money yep. on experience, how that plays out. So I think it's, it's figuring out what your goals are, where you want to get to. Is legacy important to you? Uh, some people, they, they really want to leave something to their kids. Others, it's like, man, I've already provided for them. We're, we're, we're worrying about us. So I think it's setting some goals and making sure you do kind of the, the – easy, basic blocking and tackling. Like, for example, deferring to a 401k plan at least is enough to get your maximum match because that's just free money. And that goes right toward your retirement. Work longer. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, there's retirement, quote unquote, but now there's also retirement, you know, the uh, second, second phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a second phase. I, I, this morning I dropped off my car at a car dealer and got a, a drive here from somebody. That's that's what he's doing. Yep. He's driving the car. He, you know, now he doesn't have the pre- a pressure job. He doesn't have to use discretion. Just pick this guy up and take him here. And that brings in a little bit of money, maybe some benefits, and that's something that can help your your retirement plan after your normal, you know, professional retirement. Keith, one of the things would be really, and this is what we do, but sit down with a financial planner and get a plan in place because a lot of these unknowns or a lot of these, well, I'll, I'll kind of push them down the tracks a little bit, will become a whole lot more clear. Well, one thing that, that people have to keep in mind is that, you know, some people say, I heard that you need X dollars to retire. You need a million dollars to retire. You need a million and a half dollars to retire. Well, that's nonsense because that is one part of a very complicated equation. There is how much money you have, how much money you will be receiving in Social Security, or maybe have a pension. You know, government employees, union employees have really nice pensions. Um, How much you spend. If anybody says you need to do this, you know, that's just not true. There's too many parts to the equation, and that can only be accomplished by going through a sophisticated financial plan with an advisor. We do it. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. And we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Keith Butler, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Danny. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, March 6th. More to come. Quick break, but we're going to be back. 92.5 Fox News. 
Investment and retirement planning is personal. The Annex Wealth Management way is to meet you where you're at. That's the best place to start. Seasoned investor, careful saver, or do-it-yourselfer tidying up loose ends? If you're ready for comprehensive wealth management from the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex, so are we. Maybe you're stuck and not sure what to do next. It's time for Wealth Metric with a deep dive on investment, retirement, and tax planning. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. Start today at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We are back, and it's time for Ask Annex. We're always an open book. We love to hear from folks. Uh, if you got a question for Ask Annex, head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. You look for the Ask tab. If we can help, just click that Get Started tab. Joined by Randy Winkler. Randy is a wealth manager. He's also got extra value because a former manager of financial planning. So you spent a lot of time doing that. You were on the front end of people coming in. Yes, I always worked with clients, but most of my responsibility was helping the other wealth managers with the complicated financial planning things that came up with their clients. You know, now I've moved over into another role where I'm working with clients all the time, and uh, the financial planning team is doing fantastically without me. You left it in good shape. Yeah, they're making it even better. There you go. All right, our first question on Ask Annex is a text question. Hadn't heard of this one. This is, what about the multiply by 25 rule? What's that? Yeah, Danny, we've spent a lot of time talking about the 4% rule. This is just another way of coming at it. I'll give an example. If you have a million dollars, you can take 4% out. Historically, we know that it's a sustainable withdrawal rate. Let's say you want to get to $40,000 in spending. If you multiply that by 25, that tells you that you need a million dollars. So it's really which way are you looking at it? Are you looking at it from how much you have to how much you can spend? Or are you looking at it from how much you want to spend to how much that you have to have? That's a math thing. Yep. And a lot of people like multiplication better than percentages. So I'm not surprised that the multiply by 25 rule is picking up steam, even though it's basically the 4% rule. And weren't you a math major? I was. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's why you like this. All right. Second one is also a text question. It's very simple. 401k or HSA? This is not a simple answer to this question. It depends on the purpose. Uh, both of these are outstanding types of accounts that we love. 401k allows you to put away money tax deferred, and then you pay taxes on it when you make withdrawals in retirement, when theoretically you're in a lower tax bracket. HSA, we love HSAs. When you put money into the HSA, it's tax deductible, it grows tax deferred, and when it comes out, it's tax-free if it's used for a qualified medical expense. And pretty much anybody can be in a 401k if their employer has a 401k. There is a condition on an HSA. That's correct. HSAs, you have to be in a high-deductible health care plan. If you are, then it's a, a plan that was put in place to make paying for those medical bills a little bit more appetizing uh, because you're getting some tax benefits. So looking at which one you would use, I would say, what's the purpose? What are you saving for? If you have access to both of them and you're saving for retirement and for medical expenses, I probably would do them in this order. I put in the 401k at least up until you get the company match because that's free money. From that point, I would max fund the HSA. The dollar amounts that you can put into HSAs are much lower than 401ks because they're just fantastic accounts that have tax benefits that no other accounts have. And then once you've max funded that, go back to the 401k and crank that up. And you know you're going to spend the HSA money anyway at some point. Yes, there's right. a lot of flexibility. We could talk about them for hours. You can use it as cash to pay current expenses now. You can pay out of cash flow your medical expenses, save your receipts, and reimburse yourself from the HSA in the future. That's the case. You can invest the HSA, get a little better growth on it. It's a very fun and exciting topic if you're a math nerd. So my HSA is tied to my credit union, so it's just I think it's a money market, right? How do you find the ones that you can invest in? 
in. Yeah, there's a number of different custodians. I know that uh, TD Ameritrade and Fidelity uh, for two let you open HSAs there so you can do a transfer. So I had mine with a bank for a number of years when I was using it as a cash account. Now that I'm using it more as an investment account and going to be using it in the future, hoping to get some growth in that account to take advantage of some of the other tax benefits. But you're subject to market fluctuations. Yes, that's why if you're using it currently, I'd say leave it in cash. You don't want to need the money when the market's down. Next one on Ask Annex is from Stephen. It was suggested I look at an in-service rollover of my 401k to an IRA. I'm 61 and plan on working until 65. Does that make any sense? It could make sense. So an in-service distribution allows you to do a rollover while you're still working. You're still enrolled in the 401k plan. I would think the main reason for doing that is to get active management. So in other words, when you're in the 401k plan, you pick your allocation, maybe even get some guidance for your allocation, but it's not being actively changed. There's nobody monitoring that to see, hey, the market's down, let's buy some of this. Hey, the market's up, let's sell some of this. You get that with active management. One caution I would say with this is who is asking you to look into the in-service distribution. So if you're working with somebody who's selling a product, yeah, they can't sure. make any money if your money's in the 401k. If you do an in-service distribution, they can put it into some product or in a big commission. If you're working with a fiduciary who's giving guidance, then the active management really becomes an important piece of the in-service distribution. And it just so happens Annex Wealth Management is a fiduciary. Yes, How about that? We, Our we last do. one on Ask Annex, got about a minute for this one. It could be complex as well. Wayne asks, what percentage of your clients began Social Security at 62? This is another interesting question because if I I know how many people in general sign up for Social Security at 62, it's about a third. Um, Among our clients, it's not quite as easy. I actually talked to uh, Eric Strom, the head of our financial planning department, about if we had this information. And we really don't, but we know just from working with so many people that it's completely unique. It's, It's much less than a third because it depends on your own situation. Do you have other income sources? Do you have all your money in a tax-deferred accounts, you're going to pay taxes on every dime that comes out, or do you have tax flexibility? So I would say it's very, very difficult to make a Social Security decision without getting some expert guidance because it's very complicated and it can be the difference of literally hundreds of thousands of dollars based on the strategy that you employ. Randy Winkler, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Glad to be here. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, March 6th. We're going to be right back 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference? Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, is back. Welcome back. Always good to be here. Thanks for having me. This is a team segment. We want to remind business owners or CFOs or HR professionals or everybody else at Annex Wealth Management, we can assist you making sure that 401k is a huge benefit because it's important, right? It's something that helps attract, it helps retain employees. Yeah, we've even been seeing more people who don't yet have one asking us about implementing one because prospective employees are asking about it throughout the interview process. So yeah, 
that's a big deal. Folks listening out there, if you got a new job recently, congratulations. If you had a 401k in your old job, congratulations because you were doing it right. But don't make a couple of very common mistakes as you settle into that new gig. And number one would be leaving your 401k at your old employer. Why is that a mistake? Well, you're not working there anymore. You don't want to have five, six different accounts at all these different places because, believe it or not, people forget about them here and there, uh, which I can't relate to. I don't know how you could have 10 grand sitting in an account somewhere and forget about it, but people do. Um, The other thing, though, is those accounts aren't really working together toward that common goal. So you might as well either bring it with you to your new employer or roll it into an IRA. Just don't leave it where it is. Another mistake would be rolling your 401k into your employer's, into your new employer's plan, but not taking the time to pick the right investment choices. There, there should be an advisor at the new place. You know, your new employer should have someone like we do. You know, we sit down with each employee and we help them through that process. One of the things when we're helping people enroll in a new plan is we'll ask them, you know, where did you work before? Did you have a 401k over there? Do you need help rolling that into here? And whether you're just enrolling in the plan or rolling money from a prior account, you should always pay attention to what's going on with your investments. And getting help with that, I think, is a is a big thing, especially with all the stuff that's in 401k plans. You have target date funds, you have broader menu. A lot of times people aren't sure which is the best approach for them. It's good to have someone who knows a thing or two giving you some advice in that regard. Another mistake would be not making it sting just a little. And you've talked about this in the past. As we reach the middle of the year, you've got semi-annual quarterly enrollment. So I've been doing a lot of meetings with employees lately. And that's the number one bit of advice I always give people. You know, look at the amount you're putting in. If it doesn't hurt at least a little, then you're not putting in enough. And I will stick to that for the rest of my life. It's not always super scientific. You know, there are guidelines. People say you should be saving between 10 and 15%. Those are all very good things. But an absolute minimum rule is if it doesn't hurt a little, you're not doing enough. Let's switch gears and talk to business owners or the CFOs or the HR professionals or anybody involved in benefits. And we get it. You guys are really busy doing what you're doing. And But part of that is making sure your employees have the kinds of benefits that help retain them. So, Tom, are some 401k programs out there, are they kind of like off the shelf and they don't really do the trick? I mean, do they, when, when people, when a company would set something up, depends on where they get yeah, it, where they get the help. Right. Very often. And some of it is just this is the way we've always done it. So when we come across new clients, First thing we do is we look at the investment lineup that they have, and then we look at the plan structure. You know, what are your eligibility requirements? What are your entry dates? And, you know, is there a company contribution? If so, how is that structured? Things like that. And so often we have, we encounter scenarios where, it is not optimal, right? And so we get into the conversation of, well, why do you have this? Well, Joe set it up 13 years ago, and and there has been so much cool stuff happening in the 401k industry over the last three years, over the last 10 years, it's like a completely different thing. So if you haven't been paying attention, if you don't have someone who really understands 401k plans in your corner keeping you apprised of all this stuff, you're undoubtedly missing out on something. It's not that you should necessarily be changing your plan all the time, but you should be aware of what's out there so that when the time comes and you want to take advantage of it, you can. Somebody needs to maintain it or keep an eye on it. It's a responsibility for sure, but can that be a burden sometimes? You know what? This is where your service providers become really important. So, you know, we obviously provide advisory services. We help plan sponsors figure out, you know, what are your responsibilities? Are you doing them? We help on the investment side. But then there's the record keeper. So when you, you know, when people ask you who does your 401k, you always think of the website that you go to and the statements that you get. There's that. Um, And then there's, you know, administrative help. Payroll is a big thing. So if your payroll company or the service that you use doesn't coordinate real well with the record keeper, that can make it burdensome. 
Um, so it can be. Those are questions that we ask. You know, we'll ask who's your payroll provider. I always get a funny look when I ask that early on in the relationship. And they're like, what do you care? And I say, well, because it can have an impact on this relationship. You know, our ability to, to help you might be hindered by a clumsy setup. So Annex Wealth Management is a fiduciary. And when it comes to investment firms, that's kind of rare. However, company owners, CFOs, HR professionals, they too are fiduciaries when it comes to this. Right. And that's the thing. So we talked, we just had a conversation about this recently. We were talking to someone saying, you know, we can accept fiduciary responsibility. There are two different types. There's a 321 and a 338. It gets very boring. But what I said to them is don't forget that no matter what we do as a fiduciary, we can never absolve you of all of your fiduciary responsibilities. And so that's a big thing that we do. Education, obviously, is a huge thing for Annex. We usually think about participants and educating them. But plan sponsors, plan fiduciaries, a huge part of my responsibility is to help them understand what they are never off the hook for and help make sure that they're maintaining that stuff. Tom, you and your team, ready to help, right? Absolutely. We love doing this stuff. You know, it's kind of a weird thing. People are like, oh, you're so weird. You like doing that. I love it. Uh, 401ks are a unique animal. They're very intricate. They're constantly changing. We're here to help. We enjoy doing it. You know, fun is a big thing for me. I do too many hours of work every week to not be having some fun doing it. I walked by a meeting of yours the other day and there was a lot of laughter. Well, hey, you know what? If you spend this much time doing something, you might as well have fun doing it. But yeah, we know our our stuff here, so we're here to help. You've currently got a 401k plan and you're not quite sure if it's doing the trick. You'll A-B test it, right? Yeah, just like we do free portfolio reviews for people, we do the same thing for 401k plans. It's a little bit more in depth because they're a little more complicated and... That is not a burden. Just getting the information, we do the rest of the work, and then we can give you at least a snapshot of what you have going on. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you. It's Sunday the 6th. Quick break. We're going to be right back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. We're back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. We've been in this slot for two months here at noon. We've done 118 shows on the radio station. They're all available if you want to download them at the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel. It'll be up at one o'clock this afternoon. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is here. Dave Spano is our president and CEO. Thanks, Danny. You know, I was thinking about Russia uh, during the break and the fact that, you know, their economy is, is getting slaughtered right now. But then I thought about, you know, what is their real GDP? And there are states here in the United States, Derek, that have bigger economies than Russia. Right. There are, in fact, several, California, Texas, New York, all, all larger economies in Russia. And the interesting and thing Florida about- Florida right, is right there with us. Right. And in Ukraine, actually, their economy is the same size as the state of Kansas, yet they have 43 million people. People, and there are only 3 million people in Kansas. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, so let's, we have to put that in perspective. There's no question uh, that media likes to blow these things up. And, and, you know, and obviously it is an international event, but you have to keep your eye on the long-term picture of what this means for your portfolio. And that is the reason why we talk about all these th- crazy things that we talk about and the fact that there can be opportunities in front of us, maybe even technology. 
Oh, with, without question. I mean, technology, you know, when you're considering, you know, operating margin and maintaining efficiencies and so on, tech is a productivity enhancer and it really embodies in every industry. There are hundreds and hundreds of semiconductors in a car, for example. Think about refrigerators and all these other things, these conveniences that we now have that we didn't used to. So there are all sorts of ways to play this. And again, I, I can't stress enough over the weekend. Do some research. Look at buy some stocks that have been holding up reasonably well with pricing power, but don't ignore some of the stocks that have been thrown out with the bathwater either, because sixty percent of the stocks in the Nasdaq are now in bear market territory. And so that allows us a buying opportunity. So keep your eye on the longer term. This too shall pass, Danny. Dave, earlier you were talking about taking your son to breakfast. Right. Do you ever like? as a dad, tell him like a thousand things and he just doesn't hear it until one of his friends tells yeah, him? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, you know, I coached basketball for a long time and I'd say the same things. He came home from basketball practice. You know what coach told me? I almost blew up. It happens to our wealth managers too. Coming up next, questions from client. It's a great segment. And, and one of our wealth managers, she says, our clients will say, can you talk to my kids? We're going to do that next. Stick around for that. On Money Talk, this is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, team segments, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? When we talk about team, we do so with various members of our investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning teams who contribute segments that demonstrate our knowledge and ability to help our clients on their way to and through retirement. Over the years, you've met many of them. However, I'm pretty sure we've never had the pleasure of having Amy Bremer join us, and we're going to fix that right now. CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show, Amy Bremer. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me. So you're in the thick of things. You're constantly meeting with people who are curious about what Annex Wealth Management can do for them and working with current clients where you're part of the team that helps plan and execute investment and retirement plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've been with Annex now for over six years and work with a lot of families and all different types of paths and, and goals for their futures. So being a part of a number of conversations with interested parties or current clients or friends and neighbors, mm-hmm. right? You're on the receiving end of a lot of questions about what you do. I would think. Yeah, it comes up, you know, at the barbecue or, you know, oh man, you work at Annex? You'd be surprised the kind of questions I hear. Let's go through a couple. Okay. Because maybe what you share might help some others and, and make them feel like, oh, I'm not alone in all this, right? Absolutely. Cool. And the first up is, is you told me that people ask you, what's the next hot stock? Yeah, everyone's looking for the next new Amazon or the new it thing that they can buy on the cheap and ride it on the way up. But I tell them that's not what I do. And that's really not what Annex does. We really focus on financial planning and setting goals and helping you achieve them. So investing and having a diversified portfolio is just one part of that overall financial plan. You're right. That's not what we do. It's the bigger plan. Mm -hmm. Another question you get asked is, how am I or we doing compared Mm -hmm. to our peers? Does that mean like, okay, so your neighbors are asking, you know, how are we stacking up with everybody else you deal with? Yeah, the neighbors or even existing clients or folks that come to us to interview us to become their new financial professional team. And that's a difficult question to answer because it depends. It depends on how much your family spends every year. It depends on how much you've saved for your retirement. It depends on if you want to retire early or work longer. It's not so clear cut. And, you know, does it even matter how people are compared? I mean, this is like keeping up with the Joneses or something like that. Yeah. One, it doesn't really matter how you're doing against your peers. What matters is what you want in retirement 
And are you working towards achieving your specific goal? Are you saving enough? Are you planning enough with a professional? Amy Bremer is a CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. She's part of this great team that works on behalf of our clients for investment and retirement planning. A lot of conversations and answers a lot of questions. We're going over a few that she shared with me. Next up, people say, I don't know what I have. Is it even good? Boy, that's typical. Dave Spano talks about that all the time. Know what you own. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, Danny. You know, when you're in the backyard barbecue holding a beer while your husband's on the grill, people are asking you these questions and I don't know what these families have. So I say to them, well, you know, I don't know if it's good, but let's get together and let's look at it. And that's the power of working with a professional team like Annex is we can analyze that for you and make sure either confirm for you that you are on the right track or help you pivot and adjust to get you on a better track. Yeah. And we talk about that free portfolio analysis and many times Randy and his team will talk about we like this this and this and that that and that could probably be a little better so it is about that portfolio review here's another one that Amy gets I know I'm supposed to save in my 401k and I am but I don't know what I'm doing yeah that's a tough one too because think if you're a nurse at a hospital and your area of expertise is medicine and caring for, you know, NICU children or whatnot, you don't know a lick about what to pick for investing. And it's so confusing and it's so overwhelming. So I get that a lot. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. So then I say, well, let's look at it. Yeah. Let's look at it together. Let's collaborate. And I personally, in my role as a wealth manager, I can identify some of those things, but I rely heavily on our investment team. Those are the guys watching Bloomberg charts all day long, reading all about the next new things and doing the investment picking in our client portfolios. Those are my experts. So I work with them to help families set their 401k portfolios to match the risk that they have with their existing accounts. Here's the last one, and I love this one. My kids need help, but they won't listen to mom and dad. Can you talk to my kids? So you'd be the what, cool aunt? Yeah, Yeah. I am the cool aunt. My brother's got five kids. I love it. Yes. It is so hard with a kid-parent relationship. You know, the kids are asserting their independence. They don't need mom and dad. Mom and dad love their kids to the moon, and they want to set them up right. But there's just weird friction when it comes to kids and parents. So a lot of the families that I work with now on the cusp of retirement or in retirement, their kids are graduating college and starting their first careers. Lots of questions about paying off student loan debt, how to pick benefits, what's the difference between a high deductible health insurance plan and a HSA, and what do you mean I get long-term disability from work? What's that? They find that by asking me to talk to their kids, it's a neutral party. The children are more apt to listen to the advice. And I tell you, Danny, I love working with those young professionals because a few good decisions in your early to mid-20s could potentially set up set you up for life. You know, there's a lot of questions, and there's a lot of answers, and there's a lot at stake. So rather than avoid asking questions that we just heard, especially if you're afraid you might sound uninformed, it's okay. Annex Wealth Management takes a lot of time to listen to our clients and those interested in engaging a fee-only fiduciary partner. Amy Bremer, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. A delight to have you. I hope you come back again. Thank you. My pleasure, Danny. Take care. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. 
That's Annex Wealth Management, AnnexWealth.com. We're back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, because we've got a webinar that's coming up really quick. Focus Series Taxes happens on Tuesday. Yeah, this coming Tuesday, the 8th, 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. A, uh, mentioning both because a lot of people listen to this show on the Internet, so in a couple of different time zones, because, Dave, we've got clients all over the place. Yep. Yeah, there we go. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Dave Spano is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Well, I want to try to end on a positive note today. And one of those things is that the United States is an oasis when it comes to an investing. And it certainly helps that we have oceans on both sides of this country and we have a lot of natural resources here and that we can go on a long time if there is turmoil around the world. And the U.S. dollar is one of those things, Derek, that is really a benefit to this country. Absolutely. It's been very strong. It gives us much more flexibility in terms of managing our economy. It's also a place where foreign investors want to go. I mean, you see what happened with the ruble this week down almost 40 percent. Can you imagine? On top 40%. of a stock market that's been closed over there in Moscow for a long time. And they're time. marking it down 80 percent and they're actually removing Russian stocks from most of these major indices. And, so. and did you read the article in the Wall Street that said it's uninvestable? I mean, Russia is uninvestable is what they're saying. So they, they're going to get cut off from the rest of the world. Right. So the U.S. dollar very strong. Of course, the euro very weak given the circumstances that have occurred over there. I mean, clearly, you know, if you had some sort of nuclear accident, I mean, the wind blows over Europe and that would cause a lot of problems. Yeah, so again, sure. the U.S. does look I like. I thought we were going to be positive in this segment. For oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we we are because the markets are discounting the future, and at some point, this crisis will pass. Um, oil prices will probably resume to more lower levels, and so on. Inflation will dissipate. The supply chain bottlenecks will be restored, which is why we always talk about having a shopping list in times of volatility. So you gave me a chart uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it went all the way back. I think it went all the way back to 1929, and it showed international events and we you know what happened everything from you know a horrible stock market crash in 1929 to World War II and on and on but more importantly that mountain chart still headed to the northwest corner well and I remember you you mentioning during the covid crisis that America was 32 and 0 in terms of rebounding from crises well now we're 33 and 0 and soon we'll be 34 and 0 yeah right exactly and so that is going to happen it's just it's going to be a lot of pain between now and then unless unless there is some type of ceasefire that happens and maybe that happens this weekend who knows we'll have to watch it but it's certainly a fluid situation the reason why I say all these things is the United States is an oasis and so you can go through your portfolio and if it's individual names you can say as Derek talked about earlier in the show who has pricing power grocery stores. Kroger, for example, was one of those names that he brought up. But you can think about ideas that have opportunities. You can see the oil stocks were all green this past week. I looked at it on Friday. We had green in energy. We had green in semiconductors. We had green on the screen for food. Those are the companies, Derek, that have pricing power that still can succeed in a market like this. And the other area I think you want to look to is are companies that are going to benefit from the reopening of the economy that generate free cash flow and pay dividends. Dividends will help cushion the blow on the downside during periods of volatility, but give the upside appreciation potential of common stocks. And so, folks, this is how we want to end the show. There is a positive situation that can happen from this, and that means going through your portfolio and asking yourself or talking to your advisor and saying, why do I own this? Why is it in my portfolio? What am I paying for? What are the tax ramifications? And if you don't know that, there's a portfolio analysis that we can do as part of our Wealth Metric program. We call it Wealth Metric 
Dave, you are in front of a lot of clients. Uh, what's the ratio of people that are really, really well versed in this, and then people like me that just yeah, need well, the help? Most I mean, people are. You know, a lot of folks that come in, you know, if they're docs or, or CEOs and CFOs, and folks come in, they're running their lives. Police officers, whoever it is that come that comes in, they're running their lives, and they depend on us to do these things. And I'll tell you this: there is absolutely no shame in saying, you know what? I think it is time for a professional to be on my side. Absolutely no problem with that at all. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer, let's get you across the finish line. If you're working with somebody else and you're just not feeling it, that relationship you maybe inherited from somebody or it's your former brother-in-law, let us take a second look. How about a fresh set of eyes? We can help. Our website, AnnexWealth.com, investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you in a week. On Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.